Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Friday, the 7th of October. Jason Mertides with you and feeling a little better today. Hopefully I sound a little better. Last couple of days have been a little rough, fighting off a cold, but uh, counting down the days now till the season starts. I guess if you're going to get a cold or going to get sick or whatever you want to call it, uh, doing it before the season starts is the time to do it. So glad I got it out of the way. Not back to 100%, but we're good to skate our shift, and we're going to do that on this episode. And I got a couple of DMs I want to go through, uh, messages that I got on Twitter uh, that I want to go through and comment on. And also where I want to start, actually, is I want to take a look at this first month of the season, the month of October. Now, the Flyers will kick off the season coming up on Thursday, now six days away against the New Jersey Devils at Wells Fargo Center. The Devils' last team are a team that finished just above the Flyers in the standings, only two points better, 63 points, 27, 46, and 9 on the season. Uh, a lot of the people predicting that Jack Hughes is going to go into that, you know, point per game to 100-point season pace as a player. We'll see if that happens. The Devils have been a team that we've been looking to make a jump for the last couple of years, but have not done so. We'll see if that is the case this year. Of course, they signed Dougie Hamilton last offseason, so they do have uh, some significant additions over the last couple of years, but have yet to see the standings bump. So you're going to open the season with New Jersey. Second game of the season will be against the Vancouver Canucks, a team that also missed the playoffs last year, uh, have a record of 40-30-12, finished with 92 points. Had a coaching change in season from Travis Green to Bruce Boudreau. That game will also be at Wells Fargo Center. Then they're going to do a t- Florida trip, Tampa and Florida, uh, for games three and four of this season. That's on October 18th and 19th. That's also be the first back-to-back. The first part of that will be Tampa, of course, went to the Cup Final last year, finished third in the Atlantic Division with 110 points. And then Florida, who finished as the top team in the NHL, 122 points, President's Trophy winning team, record of 58-18-6. A lot of changes, though, in Florida. No more th- Jonathan Huberdo, no more Mackenzie Wieger, no more Claude Giroux, for that matter. Uh, but they did add, obviously, Matthew Kachuk, and uh, still a very good team. So uh, that'll be a tough two games against Tampa and Florida. Then off to Nashville. Nashville, another good team. Team that had a, a good year last year, mid to the playoffs, got knocked out in round number one. Didn't have UC Soros for that round number one, but finished with 97 points on the season. Then they'll get San Jose, Florida, and Carolina all at Wells Fargo Center to round out the month. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is when as you look through this schedule, you look through that first month with New Jersey, Vancouver, Tampa, Florida, Nashville, San Jose, Florida, and Carolina. I mean, you look at all of those games, maybe with the exception of Vancouver and San Jose, and you look at all those and go, they're all tough games. Then you get into the month of November, you see the Rangers. This is in order. You got Rangers, Maple Leafs, Senators, Blues, Blue Jackets, Senators, Stars, Blue Jackets, Bruins. Then you get Montreal, then Calgary, Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders for two. And you look at every month of the season and you go, man, this is all so daunting. Is the NHL just filled with really good teams? Well, maybe so. The parity is more across the league. But when you're a team and you're going into a season where you don't have the highest of expectations, like many of us don't, with this Flyers team for a litany of reasons, uh, no Sean Couturier, first year of John Tortorella, rebuilding a lot of young players, a lot of question marks, every game looks very difficult. So when you look at those first two months in October and November, 
you see two games on there that you go, that's like probably against a substandard opposition. San Jose and probably Montreal. Other than that, you look at it and go, these are all really good teams. You could see almost all of those teams making the playoffs. Whether it's New Jersey, who didn't make it last year, or Vancouver, who didn't make it last year, or a team like Ottawa, who hasn't made it in a number of years, but made a lot of additions this offseason. Or the Islanders, who didn't make it last year, but was that just a circumstance of getting off to a bad start with all those road games? So you look at it, and it looks very daunting. How this season plays out will be incredibly fascinating. And I still see you know, a lot of people on social media trying to come to terms with Cam York being sent down and you know, the roster that the Flyers are going to start with, without Couturier, without Ellis, obviously, and some others, Joel Faraby, very likely not going to be ready to go when the season starts. And, you know, people are still trying to come to terms with this. And I got a couple of DMs I wanted to read. And Sean O, Sean O'Brien, uh, tweeted in and says, or DM me, and said, Hey, Jason, appreciate all the pods and your work. Love listening every day. Also appreciate you including clips of pressers in the podcast was really interesting hearing Torts explain the York decision, especially when he was saying, quote, when it's time to win. He said, to me, that sounds like a very aware admission that this team may not have what it takes yet, which is in line with what the fan base thinks, for better or worse. He went on to say some other things, which I'll leave out, taking some shots at some other podcasts, and we don't need to go there. But um, look, I think that there's a notion that sometimes because of the actions or what is said publicly from a professional sports team. This isn't just the Flyers. So this is, goes for all the teams in town or pretty much pro sports teams in general. What is said publicly isn't always the core belief. A lot of times, general managers, coaches, they're not going to throw players directly under the bus. It's just not the way they do things. There is oftentimes a much more high level of awareness to the situation that they're in than the one that perhaps they articulate. I I don't know if that makes sense the way I'm wording it, but I think there is a deep awareness that this team, and Torts has mentioned it a couple of times, that you know there, there's two, there's a lot of little things to fix here before it's time to win, and there's a little. There's little foundational blocks that you have to be able to fix first before you're a team that can take those steps. And this is a a very important year for the Flyers to get those foundational blocks built so that moving forward, when they can acquire more talent and put the right pieces on the ice together, then you'll be in a situation where you can win. Tort said in this press conference yesterday in his availability, he said, I think where this organization is right now, I think the small things need to be addressed because I think we have to start there to create the proper foundation here. I think we do. I think there's sloppiness here. And when there's sloppiness, you have to start over. And that's what Torts does. That's what Torts has done at prior stops. It's kind of what we talked about a couple of days ago on the podcast where year one, his first full calendar year with each team was the year of assessment and paying attention to all those little things. All those little things can prevent you from winning. You can take them for granted when they're going right, but when they're not, you got to get those things in order. And I think Torts is here to to do exactly that. Also, uh, John 
Causey. I hope I said your name right, John, from Charlotte, North Carolina. He said, huge Flyer fan here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I hope Coach Torts uh, breaks this team's bad habits and instills a new attitude of endless effort, team responsibility, and gives the younger players a confidence to make plays and grow together. He said, I'm not expecting a lot of W's, but change the foundation. Then next year, draft a stud. And let's get the Flyers back to the playoffs. Love the daily podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you, John. And I love your your note because it's absolutely what I agree in as well. And I don't know what you would call this. I don't know if we would call this a rebuild, a retool, an aggressive retool. I don't know what the names of all these things are or what they mean. But doing this year of assessment and putting those little small things into place, like Torts mentioned yesterday, I think the small things need to be addressed because if you let the small things go, they could flare up and turn out to be big things. So I think that hanging a hat on every detail and all those small things is very important at this stage of redeveloping, same as the show, the standard and the culture of this team. It's about details. It's about the little things. It's about a high standard and that the little things in that standard absolutely do mean something. So I think that's important. I'm not sure how everybody else feels about it, but I certainly do. Um, John Tortorella was also asked about the systems. You know, under Elaine Vigneault, Elaine Vigneault wanted the same systems run in Lehigh Valley with the Phantoms as he did at the NHL level. John Tortorella doesn't seem to worry about that quite as much. Here's what he said when asked about it. Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic asked him, and he said, I think people make a big deal out of systems, a different system, and there may be slight details. You may have a different philosophy of man-on-man defense versus a zone defense, but it isn't a huge change. He said, I coached in the minors for two years in Rochester, and it wasn't like an organization talked about this, like we have to do the same things. He says, I think Chuck has kind of left it up to Lappy and I, I'm just a true believer because I coach down there, and sometimes you're not yourself as a coach if you have to coach someone else's system. And I think it's a rotten place to be as a coach, trying to be another guy and his thoughts about how to play the game. Now, system, it does get overblown at times. It is important that players know the details of what the expectation is within a system. It's not hard for NHL players to go from a 2-1-2-4 check to a 1-2-2. They've all played these systems ad nauseum throughout their development or hockey careers growing up and all the way till this day. It's those little details of what a coach is asking for. I thought it was strange that one of the hang-ups with retaining Scott Gordon was that he didn't coach the same system as Elaine Vigneault. And, you know, that opened the door for Ian LaPerriere. I think his system and tort system are pretty similar. I think their core beliefs are pretty similar after talking to both of them. They're not exact, and the detail of what they want them to do away from the puck or in certain situations within the system probably vary, as does for everybody. Um, And I don't think it's that big of a deal. But you need to know that when you're playing for torts, these are the things that he is non-negotiable about. And when you're playing for Ian LaPerriere, these are the things that he's non-negotiable about. I think overall they're pretty similar. Um, a lot was made of that. Tort said over the next week or so he's going to be spoon-feeding uh, the team 
the details of their system and how it will work and and what his expectations are. But he said, our systems in this game are just not that difficult. He goes, I'm going to say it to you again. I was that guy. I had a book, and it was like, okay, the puck's there. You go here. If the puck's moved, it was like, I'm programming you. We talked about this with Torts when he did our sit-down here on Flyers Daily. He said, I feel totally opposite about the game right now, especially with today's athletes and the attention span of an amoeba as far as just getting a couple minutes out of them. And I mean that. You can't give them that. So that outweighs the X's and O's is the will. That's what you coach. It's the will. And, yeah, attention span, I think, for everybody is down with smartphones and everything else. But (laughs) the attention span of Amoeba is a good line. I like that. Uh, But, you know, Torts talked about when he sat down with us on Flyers Daily after his introductory press conference that he tried to control the whole 200 by 85 tried to control every inch of the ice, choked it, tried to overcoach it. And eventually you got to realize that you can't do that. You, you have to let the players play. But with the things and the, and the non-negotiables that you demand, and that's where Torts has evolved to. So there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of work to be done before the, the first game coming up on Thursday against the Devils, and a lot of work to be done throughout this entire season. And it is the little things. Uh, little thing, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Everybody have a great weekend. We're going to start Monday, and we're going to be going seven days a week until it's all over this season. So this is our last couple of days off. Then it's truly the namesake of this podcast, Flyers Daily. We'll do one every day through the end of the season. So everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy your October weekend, last weekend before the regular season, and we'll talk to you on Monday with Bill Meltzer on a brand-new Flyers Daily.